0: And welcome to episode number six of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. I'm Tom Whitcomb. It's a pleasure to have you back yet once again. It's another horrific rainy day in Sydney. There's a war happening in Ukraine. There's a new COVID variant out. People are dying. People are starving. But how are I doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing I'm doing just fine. I'm, I'm off work. I'm chilling. Meeting a friend for coffee. Life couldn't be better for me. Is suffering happening elsewhere in the world? Presumably. I've stopped paying attention. Thanks for being here. It's uh it's, I, I love these days so much. I, I every Wednesday night, this little kind of midweek break. This is my Thursday, my Thursday off. This is my comedy day. I do some writing. I I record a sketch. I record the podcast. It's uh it's great stuff. Although I I had a bit of a Bit of a rough start today. Made some poor decisions. I uh, I thought I would take the dog for a walk. First thing, starts raining. No umbrella. That's a shame. On the way back from my walk, I think I'll stop at a cafe. Have have a little bit of brunch. And look, I, I love sourdough toast as much as the next white millennial who has owned a home almost exclusively through inheritance. But the toast, a little thin, a little cold. Very white sourdough, no grain in there at all and I don't have to tell you, based on my listenership, I think you all know how disappointing that was. Coffee, no good. Not impressed by the coffee. So unimpressed by the coffee that I went and got a different coffee from another place, which I then felt very bad about for what a waste of money that was. Couldn't find a park in front of the house, doing laps of the block. Maybe life isn't so good. Maybe things are rougher. Maybe I'm just trying to cover it up, my real emotions, because it's been a tough day. And it's only 11 o'clock. But I eventually did find a park, and then everything came good when I saw a woman walking her little child to kindergarten. This little, she can't have been more than four years old, this girl. And and this, this mother walked her pride and joy straight past a homeless man throwing up blood against a church wall. It's the circle. The circle of life. What a morning. Fantastic. To be fair, it was probably a red wine, but that's less poetic, isn't it? I couldn't... This mother just trying to shield her baby girl from the realities of the world uh, really, really perked things up. That got me in the funny mood. Now I was ready to write some jokes. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want to hear the joke I wrote today? This has made me laugh so much. It's so not my brand, it's so not what I do, but it made me laugh a lot. I'm going to try it on stage tonight, and there's a good chance it's not going to be as funny as I think it is. But here we go. Here's the joke that I wrote today that that uh, that, that I love. What do you call a Maori Jew? Hebrew. <laughs> that's, that's pretty fucking good, isn't it? That's pretty tremendous. When that dies on stage tonight, it's going to be very, very upsetting. Here's something I found out recently. Actually, going back to uh, my my interaction with uh, that that my it wasn't really a home interaction. My audience, the the my my uh, my observation of the homeless man. Did you know you're not meant to use the term homeless anymore? Do you know homeless isn't the politically correct term? Like homeless is the R word for or, or the F word or the N word for that group of people now. You're not meant to say that. Uh, you're meant to say. I think it's what is it? unhoused, the unhoused. We're not calling them homeless anymore, we're calling them the unhoused. And I reckon that should solve it. I reckon that should fix the problem, I think. I think if my instinct hadn't been to say, I saw a homeless man throwing up blood, I, I if I had instead known what I should have said was, I saw an unhoused man throwing up blood, he probably wouldn't have been there in the first place. He'd probably be on his way to work right now. Um, <laughs> I, th- I just kind of think maybe there's some work to do before we just change the names. Because you know what happens, right? It's the same thing is it happened with the word retard, and I'm using that in air quotes here, Joe Rogan style. i'm just quoting it. Um, you know that was the medical term. And then uh, we thought it was funny to start calling our friends that when they fell over. And uh, that got offensive, which is is fair enough. Uh, and then we we had to change it. And that happened before because stupid and dumb were both medical terms. but we started using it to our friends. Who uh you know, were bad at telling stories, and we had to change it. and I think we haven't really done the groundwork on respecting homeless people enough to just change the name and move on. you know, I think it's only a matter of time before we're going to have to find a new word for unhoused. It's just going to be accommodationally challenged, I think is probably the next step of that. That is funny, isn't it how the name the name just finds its place in culture because we just can't help ourselves it's just it's too good it's too funny to say your friend has a mental handicap because he didn't know what the capital of thailand was that's that's just too much fun because we love hyperbole and exaggeration it's pretty funny to equate poor geography with a mental condition that is just a funny thing to do And unfortunately, that has hurt some people's feelings and we need to address that. The one I really miss, and full disclosure, I totally understand why this is the case, but I know why we've had to change it. And we did have to change it, and I think it's a good thing we've changed it, but I miss calling things gay so much. Calling something that was kind of annoying gay was just the best. I saw a friend on Instagram be a little bit too sincere in a compliment to his girlfriend the other day for the world to see, and the only word that really expressed how I felt about it was gay. It was so gay. But you can't, you can't say it anymore because I get it. It is equating a way of life or a sexuality with inherently bad things, even though it doesn't make really any sense. But, oh, God, I miss it. I miss it so much. And it's in myself, as you know, because I'm a, at heart, a communicator. That's what my passion is: is to communicate. And I just feel like I've, uh, I'm a painter that's lost to color. Do you know? When you take words like "gay" away from me, it's like, hey, Van Gogh, no more yellow. Sorry, buddy. Best of luck with those sunflowers, you one-eared fuckhead. But it's a fantastic day. Sonny Bill Williams knocked out, big bad Barry Hall overnight as if being a professional footballer doesn't somehow also make you good at boxing. Very odd, odd that haven't, that even though Sonny Bill Williams also a professional footballer, but an actual athlete. I just love that that's the career path for footballers now is all right, you've paid your dues. You've had countless concussions. Your body is a mess let's get you in the ring all right that brain has not absorbed enough damage just yet let's see what we can't do about that all right in front of 20,000 bogans in the middle of western City on a Wednesday night apparently that've made event happen at midnight like if you are spending your Wednesday night at midnight watching two retired football players go at it I have a feeling you were going to do that anyway Do you know, like if that's where you want to spend the wee hours of the morning in the middle of the week, you're either going to watch two professional NRL players fighting at the Sydney Superdome or you're going to watch two semi-professional footballers fighting outside the Padstow pub. Either way, someone's getting knocked out and I'm going home happy. That's what you're thinking. I really wa I, I I'm very wary of the fact that like brain injury, anyone who is kind of vaguely aware of sports and especially I don't know, I mean it's been a big thing in NFL and NRL and uh and I'm a big MMA fan, I love UFC. And obviously it's bad for them. The only saving grace is were they gonna do anything with the brain otherwise? But it's it's just clearly objectively wrong and i'm just hoping we can go another 40 years or so before anyone really makes that point because i think we all know but we're all just kind of keeping hush because knockouts are pretty sick <laughs> i think that's what it comes down to for most of us uh even though uh that that professional ufc fighter doesn't remember the names of his children uh seeing someone get kicked in the face is pretty cool and movies just don't cut it i wa- i want to know the damage is real i want to know that there's a real world consequence to this violence uh none of this fictional bullshit and i mean really the ufc's been going on for like 27 years now and nowadays there's 15 fights every weekend we could probably just review the old ones but no 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 we need to find new we need new youth We need young people taking damage to their domes forever and ever. Amen. I do love it, though. I'm I'm trying to get on my moral high horse. Fuck, I love it. It's the best. Watching people fight is so great. And I was making fun of the Bogans before, but I'm no different. My only only qualm with the boxing is you can't use knees. Like, I, I don't have any judgment about the boxing except it's not violent enough. Let's 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 use all the weapons. If there was somewhere I could stream knife fights, I would have had a look. Do you know? I don't know if it would be for me, but I would have checked it out. You ever been to the Coliseum and they talk about the gladiators and all the things they did? You know what I would pay to see a man fight a lion? Oh, it doesn't even have to be in Italy. I would go to Bankstown for that. I, w- I would do that. It, you know, the, the Coliseum would be a nice place to be for it, but I would do it anyway. That would be bliss. We're into our third consecutive week of a sponsored podcast. The last sponsor bought in at the low, low price of $8, and they're all seeming low prices, although I will say the, um, the interest in advertising is dwindling. I'm getting fewer messages and, you know, this is what happens when you raise the price up. Some people are going to be priced out of the market, unfortunately. Some of you out there just can't afford $9. And I, and I get it, times are tough. Obviously, I can. But, uh, but only a few times because I've made $21 from this podcast so far. So, wait, does $9 sound right? No, I think it might be $8. It's $8. Guys, great news. Compared to the first price you heard, we're, we're, we're doing a sale. There's a discount on, 10% off, and then some. $8 to be a part of history, to be the face of one episode of the Show Some Respect Tom Whitcomb is Talking podcast. And I had an interesting one this week, a very interesting request. If you recall, week one was uh, Bing Fraser's book, which uh, title, I Refuse to Remember, Uh, Week two, Kaylee or Kelly creates the very homemade mugs, very suspiciously homemade, looked like they were crafted with little hands, the littlest hands one ever did see. You know, if, 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 if Willy Wonka made mugs, that's what they would look like, not because they were fantastical or... Uh, you know, if uh, if you ate one, you turned into a giant blueberry. Just more that uh, very, made by, made by little hands. Little and, where were those hands from? Were they of age? These are questions I don't have the answers to because I did not do my due diligence and I refused to. So what what have I been asked, what have I been asked to plug this week? Could it be a musician? Could someone have a new song they would like me to play to the audience? Because I could do that. Perhaps it's a politician. Perhaps ScoMo wants to get with the youth and wants to be the face of the Show Some Respect Tom Whitcomb is Talking podcast. And, you know, I, w- I would be open to that. I would be more than happy to plug the greatest prime minister of all time. But if Tony Abbott is not available, Scott Morrison will do. Scott Morrison, the- can you ima- imagine being told... In 2015, that Tony Abbott will not be the most hated Prime Minister of the 2010s. What could Julia Gillard possibly have done to invoke that response? How we, we couldn't have possibly seen that coming. Is it just possible that we're just hating every like people seem to hate Joe Biden right now and he looks like everybody's grandfather? And of course, as I said out loud, I realised that my conception of everybody is white people. Not everybody's grandfather. Uh, He he doesn't look like my grandfather, because my granddad's heaps dead. But uh, actually, maybe he does look like my grandfather, now that I say that. I think we're just (laughs) hating all the world leaders, and probably unjustly. So you think about all these world leaders getting the hate just because they're world leaders in 2022. Boris Johnson. Joe Biden Scott Morrison Vladimir Putin I mean we're just not really thinking about this rationally we're thinking too emotionally about all of this Zelensky on the other hand people love the guy because at the same time as world leaders are taking a real hit people love stand-up comedians right now stand-up comedians are the heroes the world deserves uh, and I count myself in in that group but I'm taking a long way to get to to today's sponsor because I I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I was asked by a a close personal friend if I might uh, use this sponsorship segment of this podcast, the only segment of this podcast, um, to make the case for uh, pro-life. Now, at first... I thought, well, this is going to be a challenge because for me to make the case for pro-lifers, I mean, it seems unnecessary because I already know that my audience base is very, very strongly rooted in the Christian faith. Strongly rooted in the Christian faith. We have a very strong Anglican following. At show some respect, on We can talking. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, Bieber has believers. Um, I have the flock. That's that's what I like to think of my my fans. Big uh, big Christians. Very strong moral righteousness emitting from my my followers. Um, or if not Christian, if, at the very least, uh, you know, hysterically right wing. Very, very. How great is it, by the way, that right wing's back? Right wing is back in in youth culture, and it's great, especially in comedy. Right leaning comedy. Oh, it's the best. It's not even that right. I mean, it's very correct, but it's not that far right. But so long, the arts dominated by liberals. Bill Maher is basically a Republican now. It's 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 a it's a golden era. It's phenomenal. I'm not talking about far right. I'm not talking about alt right. I'm just just slightly right. Just slightly. Just a little. Like, oh. Should she be swimming against women? I, I, I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying. I'm not saying either way. I'm just asking the question. Should, is that something we should talk about? And it's a very, very, uh, I don't know if you guys keep up. With, what's her name? Leah Swimmer. Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. Who is uh, all all the rage right now? All the talk of the sporting world, um, bringing more eyes to women's sport than I think there have ever been, and apparently that's a bad thing. Um, I think it's it's very valid to, to to have a conversation about it, and I know that a lot of you, while they haven't asked me opinion, are waiting for it. So here it. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking touching this thing. There is no way there is there is absolutely just no there's no point there is no there is no point in of this but on stage you know i'm not going to i'm not going to espouse my opinion to you the people who have gone out of your way to download my podcast but a group of unwitting strangers who have just paid to see stand up comedy and didn't know that i was going to be there they can hear it they need to hear what i think about this but not but, I, but i'll i'll spare you guys I mean I'll I'll tell you this Look I think Not only do I think That uh, Trans women Should be able to play Women's sports um, If it were up to me Women's sports would be Exclusively trans women I think I think that's That's the way We go Think about it It's going to elevate The quality of the sport It's going to bring more viewers I mean I've never watched A a women's game of sport In my life But fuck I would be a season ticket holder For the Trans WNBA That would be What a spectacle (laughs) Uh, I mean, the, the honest answer is I don't really give a shit. Like, it's do whatever you want. It's fine. It's, it's you know, I wasn't really watching the NCAA women's freestyle before. So if Leah Thomas wants to swim, good for her. Go for it. I'm skirting the issue so heavily right now because I have to make the case for pro life, uh, and I will tell you this little anecdote. I wondered why would my friend, why would my close personal friend want me. To, to make the case against abortion? What could this possibly uh, be to do with? And then several days later, uh, I, I get a phone call from him to tell me that uh, his girlfriend is pregnant and uh, wasn't part of the plan. I mean, it was part of God's plan, of course. That's one of the reasons that we got to keep pro-life strong. But it wasn't part of his plan. And, you know, God looks at our plans and he laughs. Uh, but then after laughs, he goes, (laughs) but seriously, keep it. I, uh, I, I think he, he, he listens to the podcast every week. He'll be listening right now. Uh, and, and a big shout out to, no, I won't say your name. Big shout out to my friend. You know who you are. Fuck you, you. You know better than most who you are and best of luck to you. Uh, I, and, and while you have not asked, I do all too happily accept the mantle of godparent i will i will take that who better to teach him about the lord than uh, the man who convinced his friend to keep him but i mean do i really need to make the the point of uh, look if you really want to know my opinion on pro life luke 23:12 okay I think you'll find all the answers are in there, all right? Uh, It's called The Good Book for a Reason, uh, and that's because I haven't read any others. New Testament or Old Testament? The abortion stuff. What do you reckon? New Testament or Old Testament? Is that a Jesus thing, or is that more of his dad? It's definitely his dad. Like, his dad is probably not super stoked on it, but Jesus? Jesus had some very... I can't kind help of but feel like Jesus had some some very sort of uh, some very bland opinions about these things. I mean, love thy neighbor is a pretty easy out from talking about anything controversial. That's why I like the old Testament. That's why I like Yahweh. Yahweh's got a bit of edge. Yahweh's got some bite. You might not agree with him, but he's entertaining. Have I done enough of this to earn my seven dollars? I think so, and I haven't even gotten the seven dollars yet. And sure. He has nappies to buy eventually, but until then, where's my money? I've earned it. I've earned the seven dollars. PayPal it to me. If you want to sponsor, show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. You can get in touch. Get in touch with me. Eight dollars. That's the going market rate right now. Eight dollars, and you. I will. Have I not proven? I'll say anything. You want me to come over here next week and and make the case for pro choice? I'll do it. I didn't get into art. I didn't get into comedy because I have convictions. I got into comedy because my opinions are for sale to the highest bidder. And if that means contradicting myself on a weekly basis, you better believe I do it. What if from now on, this podcast just becomes a rotating, odd episodes brought to you by Pro-Choice, even episodes brought to you by Pro-Life, we will go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the way that debate has gone ever since it began, with no conclusion in sight. It's been a fantastic week for comedy because on Tuesday night, the national, no, not national, the state raw final took place. The state. It was only two years ago that your humble host, your humble, extremely talented host was competing in his raw state final where he did not win. But was then later uh, offered a wild card entrance uh, to the national final, and they're at it again. They're at it again, looking for 2022's Tom Whitcomb. And interestingly enough, if uh, if there is another funny straight white male comedian in New South Wales, uh, well, they didn't find him on Tuesday. So uh, I, I believe that means I retain my mantle as New South Wales funniest amateur straight white man. and uh, that's all I've ever wanted to be in the first place. And look, you know they uh, congratulations to the uh, to the winners uh, from what I've heard uh, from people who were in attendance well deserved at least one of you and <laughs> uh, and... and I meant, that, I meant to say that just as a joke. Like it would be funny just to imply. But unfortunately, I think... No, I'm, I'm not going down. Let's redact all of this. That was me talking to my assistant who doesn't exist. Um, and I'll got tell you, I'll tell you the, the best part of raw comedy, now that I'm no longer in it, is, boy, the group chats were aflame with opinions. The group chats were chattering there were a lot of white men out there with some opinions, as we tend to have. Uh, what, a, what a delight. And in discussing the Raw National Final, um, and uh, something came up which was... Um, a friend of mine reminded me that I hadn't told them about something that happened at the Raw Final that I judged... Uh, and I remember I didn't even say it on the podcast, and, and my friend said, "You, you got to talk about that on the podcast." And so, here I am, about to do just that. Something that happened. <laughs> okay, let me start with some caveats to the person that this story is about. Please know this is not an indictment on you. However, this was very funny, uh, and, and not the way you, not not the not the kind of funny that gets you through to the raw state final. But the kind of funny that does get you on to show some respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. Uh, at, at least, you know, conceptually, in in a kind of spoken about way. This is not an invitation to be a guest. But I'm not gonna say his name. Or her name or their name. I'm not gonna say names. This could have happened to anybody. But uh, and 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 if the the person this happened to is out there. Please know I'm, I'm not going to be telling anyone your identity just because I said this on the podcast. And uh, to anyone else who's out there, please know that uh, I will. I will tell you. Just just come and just come and ask. And then, you know, one of those was a joke. We'll find out which. Who knows? This guy goes on stage um, at the Raw uh, raw Heats. He's in the Raw Heat uh, and uh, it's the middle bracket. And he's gone on stage after a... Trans woman um, dressed in all black with black lipstick, kind of the goth look, who read a short story. Um, very interesting. I thought it was really funny. I actually really really enjoyed it. Did great, crushed, but certainly not traditional stand-up comedy. It was very different. Out walks the next competitor. He, I've never seen him look more straight, white, or male. Just contextually, it. It. He. He was the antithesis. Of the trans goth woman, out came this guy looking more privileged than uh, even I am comfortable with. Even I was like, "This is a bit much." Uh, and he came out, and he does, he does, he does edgy material, which, as I mean, anyone who knows um, my style of comedy will know, disgusts me. Uh, you're not here to offend people. You're here to be funny. Okay. Think about people's feelings before you start making jokes about these taboo topics. And he goes out and he, and he starts. He starts kind of clean. Starts clean It's it's got a little bit of edge, but not too bad. And they're not liking it. Even that's getting some groans. And uh, it's it, it's getting worse. And it's getting worse. And it's getting worse. Uh, and uh, and he's getting into the abortion material. And uh, he didn't navigate it as uh, as smoothly as I have this podcast. <laughs> But uh, it 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 didn't go great. Crowd trying, crowd giving him little sort of chuckles here and there. But overall, not the best. Um, he ends on a very cute, funny line, and I'm not saying I say cute. Cute sounds like I'm being really condescending because I am, but I didn't mean to be. It's it's a it was a funny line. It was very endearing. It kind of reminded everyone in the crowd, oh, he's just a guy. He's just a guy trying to make jokes. Maybe he misread us tonight. Maybe we're not his thing, but we don't have to dislike him for it. And uh, and he gets, he gets a nice little laugh there, and he says, thank you, everyone, so much. I really enjoy this. Have a good night. And he starts clapping. He turns around. He walks straight into the comedy store sign. <laughs> and... He walked, There was a sign hanging behind him that says, Sydney Comedy Store. And he walked straight into the corner of it. Sh- like, head darts backwards. <laughs> the, the crowd let out the biggest laugh of the entire set, followed by the biggest hush of, holy shit, we shouldn't have laughed at that. That was cruel. Fuck, it was just... As I'm saying, I don't know if I've quite gotten ahead. It was, I mean... Here's what I'll say. If that guy had come to us, the judges, before his set and said, hey, I'm going to do something a bit unusual. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a performance art piece. Now, I need you to know this because you wouldn't know if I if I didn't tell you that this is some Andy Kaufman shit, okay? There was a lot of this on the night. There was a lot of like, if this person knew what they were doing, this is brilliant, but I don't think you do like there was one in particular if if she if she had been a character, if this was a character she'd created, oh my God, send it to Edinburgh Fringe tomorrow. Because this is it's it's genre breaking, genre defining, but no, I think she was just a little off. If this guy had come to us and said, Hey, I'm gonna do a five minute set of me gradually losing the crowd, okay? I'm going to start a little edgy. I'm going to get edgy and edgy edger. I'm going to make people very uncomfortable. I'm going to win them back. And then I'm going to make them feel bad about laughing at me. Straight through to the, straight through the national final. Does it? No. Win, wins. Wins raw. We as judges invoke our ability to just leapfrog the entire competition. Winner of raw comedy. Redefines the genre of comedy. Congratulations. But no, instead he, uh, he he just did some involuntary Three Stooges homage, which was pretty great. There's a comic that I love in Sydney who's who's a professional, and he said this to me once where he goes, he loves raw comedy, the amateur comedy competition, but not the finals, not the semi-finals, the heats, because the heats is where you see the cooked shit, and fuck, he was right, it is. Something to behold. I remember my first, no, my second raw, my second raw heat. um, We got told beforehand, hey, just so you know, you get a light at four, meaning at four minutes you get a light that says, all right, you got a minute left. At five minutes you get a flashing light. (laughs) At six minutes you get a solid light. That means get off, you're done, get off immediately. After six minutes, there's just like a little light at the back, right, they're just letting the comics know. After that, we're going to cut your mic. We're going to cut your mic off and then you're in trouble. This guy went up there. And just left the mic in the stand and just yelled at the audience a cappella for ten minutes. For ten, eventually they played the music to get him off, and the MC kind of dragged him off stage. But fuck, he found a loophole. You've you've got to you've got to admire the intuitiveness and the ingenuity. Oh well, guys, that we're we're coming up to the end of the podcast. I had some other things to talk about, but instead I just rambled. This was—I'm going to be honest—that was kind of my goal today I just I just wanted to come up here with nothing and see how it went and uh, you know your half hour was at stake but you know doesn't worry me I gotta put this out regardless thank you so much for listening yet again I had an idea for a way to finish this podcast for anyone who listened to my last podcast with my friend EJ Rivera will remember we always used to finish on a joke of the week and I look is I love jokes I love jokes so much. I remember when I was a kid, I used to read joke websites. There was a website called Sycopedia, which was the most offensive jokes on the internet every week. I loved it. I used to memorize them. I was like a jukebox. My friend would just put a quarter on me and I would just shout jokes at them until they told me to stop. The last podcast used to end with our favorite joke of the week. And I, and I thought I might bring that to, to show some respect on we can miss talking. Something to leave you on for the rest of the week. So th- that's how I'm going to start finishing this podcast. It's going to end with a great joke, a great little street joke. You can go and tell your friends. I mean, I've already given you one with Hebrew. That is, that is top shelf comedy. That is, I don't, I've, I've got to retire now. I've got to retire on top. That is fucking great. Um, before I do, a few reminders. Number one, my Sydney Comedy Festival show is on sale. It's still two months away, but please—is it two months? April, May? Fuck! I've just realised it's one month away. Huh? How about that? I thought I had way more time. April, May. May. Fuck. May, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. It's, it's not the material, it's the tickets. I need to sell tickets. Guys, if you are listening to this podcast, you have some keen investment in me. If you're still listening to this part of the podcast, obviously you are invested in me and my career. Please come to the Sydney Comedy Festival show, May 5th and 6th at the Factory Theatre, um, 9.15, I believe. It's going to be great. Bring your friends Bring your family, buy extra tickets to put your jacket on. I need to sell so many tickets. Um, please come along. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Otherwise, keep listening to the podcast, keep subscribing, keep listening, keep rating, reviewing, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. And we'll go into the joke of the week. This is, this is I'm, I'm starting this trend. I'm starting this new tradition with one of my favorite jokes of all time. Two rabbis. Two rabbis are walking down the street. and They walk past a Catholic church, and outside the front of the church is a big sign. It says, "Convert to Catholicism, earn twenty dollars." One priest turns to the other and says, "Hey, do you see that? That's an amazing deal. We should do that." And the other rabbi goes, "Are you kidding? Well, you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice your faith for twenty dollars?" The first rabbi says, "Well, we don't actually have to become Catholics. We just go and do the course, whatever that takes. Get the twenty bucks and leave." The first rabbi said, "Well," I, the other rabbi says, "I'm I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not doing that. But you do whatever you want to do. I'll wait for you." The first rabbi goes, "All right, sit yourself." So the rabbi goes into the Catholic church. He's in there for two hours. He comes back out the front. The other his uh his friend, the other rabbi, is waiting for him, and he says, "So did you did you do it? Did you did you convert?" The rabbi goes, "Yeah, yeah, I, I converted. I'm a Catholic now." The other rabbi goes, "And did you get your twenty dollars?" The rabbi says. That's all you people think about, isn't it? That's a fucking great joke. That's one of my absolute favorites. Guys, that's it. That's another episode in the can of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitkim is talking. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate you coming on me coming with me on this journey. Buy tickets to my show. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Until next time. Have a great day.